This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm a Bobby girl in the Bobby world. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. You can brush my hair. Hello and welcome to another episode of Before My Time. I am your host, Gelsey Laurie, and today we are talking about the history of the goddess herself, Barbie. Well, Gelsey, at long last, a Barbie movie is being released in theaters, so... I am so fucking excited. Look, like, we'll talk about that more in, okay. after the commercial break, <laughs> <So> but <laughs> in the meantime, I I gave you an assignment. I said, hey, there's a Barbie movie coming out. I don't know shit about Barbie. How about you teach me in like 30 minutes about the whole history of the Barbie doll? Basically with Barbie, you can touch... You can play. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what? I was the prime age when that song came out. It was very influential on in my life. And so was Barbie. Uh, look, I'm a girl. I'm a girly girl. I had a lot of Barbies. Barbie was my shit. We had boxes and boxes of Barbie. I had Barbie's dream house. I had this really cool Barbie limo. I had a Barbie... Did I have a Barbie Jeep? I had, oh, I actually had a life-size Barbie ATV for me. I forgot Ooh. about my Barbie ATV. Oh, I missed that. That was so fun. Um... I had Barbie everything. I, yes. We had the Barbies that you, like, didn't take out of the box. We had the Barbies you put in the stand. Um, Yeah, Barbie. So we will dive in. I actually learned a lot because I didn't really know the history, per se, of everything with Barbie just because I played with it. But um, she, technically, her birthday is March 9th, 1959 is when she was created. She was created by Ruth Handler. Ruth Handler noticed um, she had two kids. She had a boy and a girl uh, named Barbara and Ken. (laughs) <laughs> see where that's going of course she oh of course she did <laughs> and uh she noticed her daughter barbara was playing with paper dolls and you know i had paper dolls too but that was really the only toy that was more of a woman for a child at that time other than that um all the 3d 
hand-on toys were for boys. They were guns. They were planes. They were, you can be a doctor. You can be, you know, everything was for them. And there really wasn't much for girls other than baby dolls. It was very, you're a mother. Here's your baby. And there was nothing for a young girl to fantasize about herself being a woman and, and play that, And which... You know, as much as, like, society might push it onto us or these toys now, I, I do think there's a lot there. Like, women, little girls, I mean, want to pretend to be older. Even when we do have the baby doll things, we're pretending to be mom. We're pretending. And so it's fun. We want to dress up in older clothes. I always play dress up in my mom's clothes and, like, would wear her high heels and have these, like, you know, have to shuffle down the hall because they were so big on yeah. me. But... With it a flowing is. dress because it's like... <laughs> I actually, I, I would always put her lingerie on. That was my favorite drawer because it was like the bottom drawer and I could reach it, but it also had like lace and sequins and satin. Like the fabrics no were so pretty. you ended up doing a little bit of burlesque when you were in Las I know. Vegas. I always, there's like a video of me. I'm like two years old and I'm like shuffling down in her big heels and I've got like this and beautiful lingerie. Yeah, like robot. No, but imagine that and I'm just walking and I have a big hat on and I have just like all her lingerie. And she's like, wow, Kelsey, you look so pretty. And I'm like, <laughs> and now I know. I'm like, no wonder I'm a hussy. I'm like, always just like making. I know that that wasn't your like, voice because you've already told us in past episodes that you had like a husky boy voice when you were a kid. Well, when I was like two, it was very huh, huh, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like three, four hit, and I was like, mom, like it, like yeah. I don't know what it happened. Like, like I hit froggy puberty. From I, yeah, I, which oh my gosh, I'm going on a tangent. But did you know Froggy from the Little Rascals was a dubbed over, and it was a voice from Elizabeth E.G. Oh, E.G. Daly. She did it. Who is the voice of that. Rugrat of Tommy from the Rugrats? If you don't know, she also was the voice of Bam Bam in the movie. Bam Bam. Yeah, but you know, the- for me, who I connect E.G. Daly as being Pee Wee. Dottie. Yeah, she's Dottie from Peewee. I had no fucking clue until I've like been on a deep dive of her and Tara Strong's Instagram. So I just found oh, out. Oh, they're they're so cool. She Both also of them is so the voice. Cool. She also is the voice in the intro to Two and a Half Men. The men, 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 men. Oh, men, I didn't men. know that. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Anyways, Barbie. Um, so paper dolls. So Ruth Handler <laughs> suggested to her husband Elliot, who is the co-founder of Mattel, which that's convenient, right? Yeah. Um, that's good luck, right there. About an idea of an adult body doll. And he was very unenthusiastic about it. And so, like, the Mattel directors were like, no, this is going to be a flop. Like, that's dumb. So, in 1956, Ruth takes a trip to Germany with her kids, Barbara and Kenneth. And she comes across the doll called the Bild Lily. Lily. And this is – it looks – if I showed you a picture, you'd be like, that's old school Barbie. She was a fully formed adult woman doll – and she was based on a popular character from comic strips by Reinhard Buthe, some German last name, I can't say it, um, for a newspaper. But she was a blonde bombshell. She was a working girl, but she was kind of like a call girl. She's real slutty. She was a girl who knew what she wanted and was not above using men to get it. And so it was kind of like a gag doll. Men would buy it for women, and it kind of also was like suggesting, like, you know what I want. Uh, so she saw this doll and was like, this is exactly what I want. That the Lily doll was first sold in 1955, um, and kind of like strangely became popular with children, but it was very much an adult doll. Ruth okay. buys three. She buys one for her daughter and the others for Mattel, and she redesigns the doll with um, designer Jack Ryan, not like the action series that we know Jack Ryan now. <laughs> I, was, I was that was the next question. <laughs> not the not yeah not the same Jack Ryan at all. Um, Jack Ryan worked at Mattel for 20 years. He became the VP of research and development. I do believe that Jack Ryan had like a science 
engineering background like crazy but was a toy designer um he was responsible for barbie hot wheels chatty kathy he had many wives and he was the sixth husband of uh zsa, zsa gabor which i thought was a fun but he once he got really a lot of money with mattel and once barbie does take off he becomes this real playboy naughty you know just drugs alcohol kind of a mess and they end up in a lawsuit in the future but anyway so ruth names the doll barbie after her daughter and they debut barbie at the american international toy fair in new york city which there was always a big fair in new york city for toys on march 9th 1959 like i said officially barbie's birthday our first barbie we get you know we have the striped swimsuit the signature top knot pony and she comes in blonde and brunette she was marketed as a teenage fashion model, and clothes were created by Mattel fashion design Charlotte Johnson. The first doll was actually manufactured from Japan and had clothes hand-stitched by home workers. About 350000 sold in the first year. There were, at first it kind of was a flop, and then it took off. The marketing is really what pushed it. And they kind of marketed at first that, you know, parents were really upset about the figure. I mean, the first thing us girls do when we get Barbie, not the first thing, but definitely the clothes eventually come off and you're just staring at these big plastic boobs. Um, I don't know why. We always just like love to take their clothes off because we're kids. We're curious. And yeah. moms were upset about that. And Ruth really knew. She's like, kids aren't going to see this doll the way that grown men do. And that's accurate because children are still innocent. But um, once they kind of like put this marketing into this is the woman that you want to become, like you're uh, – a role model for how you're going to be groomed as a woman, which is a better chance of getting a husband. And at that time, your husband is your meal ticket. Mothers started going for it. And they kind of pushed the like whole bridal thing and it, it worked, which is crazy, but gotta love all of that. Louis Marks and Co. was an American toy manufacturer in 1990 to 1980. Uh, they had a lot of toy soldiers, guns, action figures. They were responsible for Rock'em Sock'em Robot, Big Wheel Try, and got the licensing for all the Disney doll houses. So they got the licensing for the Lily doll. And in 1961, they sued Mattel. Um, and they were infringed on Greiner and Hauser's patent for Bitlily's um, hip joint. And they also claimed that Barbie was a direct take and copy. If you look at the two side by side, it, you're like, you just ripped off this doll. But... Um, they said Mattel falsely and misleadingly represented itself as having originated the doll. Mattel counterclaimed the case and settled in 1963. In 1964, Mattel bought the patent rights for the Lily doll for $21,000. So there's, huh. as you go through Mattel's history, until I would say like the 2000s, there was a woman, and I don't think she was in for that point, but um, the VP for $21,000 seems low in the grand scheme of yeah, Barbie. it is. Mattel is ruthless. <laughs> like, if you look at their history of, like, how they – there's a story I'll tell you that you'll see. Um, their VP, Judy Shackleford, was one that she was just, like, watching her talk. The, the, the show, The Toys That Made Us on Netflix, has an episode yes. of Barbie. And it's really interesting to watch, you know, all these VPs and CEOs to kind of talk about. More so the later years and stuff, but very, very fun on that. So um, I'm well, going to go Because I guess little... that's my that's – my... And you don't have to answer this right now because I'm sure that we'll get there in the research. But like being a child of the 90s, it seemed like every month there was a new Barbie doll of some sort. Was that 
pretty much from the inception of Barbie or was there like many years where it was just the singular Barbie dolls? No, they did definitely come out with new Barbies. At first it was a little slower, um, but they do have what they call like the razor blade sales technique, which is any like Bic razor or whatever to shave for. You have the handle that's a very decent cheap price, but the razors are expensive and you need to keep buying them. So that's kind of, and that's like the, the model that they tried to get Barbie eventually to be is that you can buy the doll for a decent price, but there's all these new outfits and all these new things you need to get Barbie in the house and the trailer and the, you know what I mean? And so, um, they went for that, which is accurate. Um, yeah, I would say as time went on, that became more and more prevalent that new Barbies come out, but they start even, I mean, 1961 is, um, when we get the Ken doll created and that's Barbie's boyfriend boyfriend named after uh, her son ken 1963 we get i know a little weird <laughs> ken and Bar- it's a little weird 1963 she gets her best friend midge and in 1964 she gets a little sister skipper so they do start creating other dolls um at this point there are other clothing and this coming up i mean they had full fashion designers designing uh for barbie bob mackie is probably one of the most famous he's a huge costume designer i mean any share this that bob mackie is his hands all over those but he also designed for barbie which i actually didn't know that i was like oh because oh. i always knew bob i was Mackie gonna say i know this. that name i don't know why i know the name bob mackie beautiful but designer I know it i'm gonna go back to the marketing that i was talking about so this was one of the first toys to have marketing strategy based exclusively on tv adverts so they really pushed all their marketing into television adverts and it totally worked do you think them pushing everything on television as we've already established like a lot of the people at the top of mattel didn't see the value in it do you think that that was a intentionally aggressive move of like kids are watching TV, so that's what we're going to put it on? Or more of a, we don't have that much faith in these toys, so we're only going to do television and nothing else? No, I think it was they were hitting the children. Like this was the okay. most direct way. I think they just like jumped the gun, which obviously that's what we see now. Um, But yeah, I think they were just one of the first... Okay, I wasn't sure if it was like kind of, you know, grumpy old man at the top trying to kill the Barbie doll by not putting as much money into the advertising and it's still like blowing up. Once it hit and they saw that it was successful, it was, and it was, they had an interesting deal, which this is going to come back to bite them in the ass. Jack Ryan, who helped design, I mean, he patented, you know, he has created the hip joint the classic you probably don't know that well but um if you've ever played with a barbie, I totally forgot about this until I was watching it. I was like, oh my God, there's a very, classic uh their knee pops you can bend the knee yes. but it's a little click 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 yeah and um that was like he created that all these things that you know he was the solo designer eventually when barbie starts to get full rotation in the 60s and get more not just the axis up and down but then you start getting the waist rotation um and all of that that comes in that's that's all him so they agreed which no one ever did this and no one ever does this because this is one of the dumbest things you could do but they agreed um to give him 1.5 percent royalty for every doll sold kind of a thing oh so he's rich he's he's like in his own little private island somewhere. yeah he had like the second oldest house in bel-air which he turned into a castle he had he turned he was a playboy a bit of a sex addict he had like dungeons like some of the women will talk about like his sex dungeons that he had built underneath just kind of a mess but um later in 1974 jack ryan does sue for payments of his non-royalties but it ended his 20-year relationship at mattel so that was he never 
created and designed for toys again. And there was an era like his daughter talks that he lost everything during the lawsuit. Eventually he did win and got his money, but it he was living in this, you know, from Bel Air to a $400 a month apartment and barely getting by. And, and so interesting kind of road there with him. But um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So proportions, kind of back to the boobies. The proportions are obviously, like, Barbie has a much longer neck, but they were showing, you know, when you design clothes for, uh, that small, but they're making all the clothing proportionate and wanting it to be actual fur and this, that, and that, you know, there's a lot of tender care, especially in the beginning where they were designing these outfits. If you had a Barbie of that size, that small, and put clothes on that small, but tried to get them in and had her neck the proportion it should be, it would look ridiculous it, she wouldn't wear it correctly and it would yeah. look they showed a side-by-side of a barbie that would have proper proportions and she looked like something was wrong with her like if i saw yeah. that human i'd be like what the fuck and it, it was the most hideous thing and so they're like it's a doll that's the same way that mannequins don't have human proportions it's because their job is to show off the fashion and the waist size being so small is because she is so tiny that's the only way to make the clothes actually look realistic and look proportionate so there is a reason and again she's a doll she's not a human so this kind of fight of barbie's unrealistic she's unproportionate da 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 it still goes on today and i think it's absolutely absurd because she is a fucking doll i'm not complaining that my poly pockets have you know like it's it got a little out of control but i it is because she was such a role model and you know it's like we strive to look like, I mean, fuck yeah, I want to look like Barbie, but I'm also smart enough to know that those, anyways. But I had life-size Barbie. That was one of the best Christmases of my life. I remember waking up and seeing life-size Barbie, which is exactly what it sounds like. It was a giant ass fucking Barbie and she had a dress on that you could also wear. And so you could like wear her clothes. Oh, she was so cool. But she wasn't as womanly. She was a little more like girlish. Something with Barbie that they did go with the design is that she, once Ken came along, she could never get married because Barbie was supposed to represent that time in a woman's life that she is now a woman. She's dating, but she has her career ahead, this, that. But once she gets married, it the endless fantasy of what could be ends, especially at that time. So that's kind of okay. why Barbie never got married. And she also can't ever have a baby. They're like, she can never be a mother. It, it was an interesting, like, why... She's stuck in the time that she is. But um, her original, you know, intent is obviously to give girls, like, hope and inspiration of girls can be anything. And especially in the late 50s, you know, and you're going into the 60s, that hadn't happened yet. And it's – Barbie had all these careers. And it was, again, showing that possibility in this, that, where we think, oh, she's just showing girls that she can be a blonde-haired bimbo. Yeah, that's eventually kind of what became the problem. But that was not the original. But she – had a space outfit which at that time you know i think space barbie came out even before we landed on the moon and to have a female astronaut like they're already pushing she was very progressive she had a nurse outfit and this was all in the early 60s a flight attendant you know she had this wide variety of careers which now i forget the number of quote-unquote careers barbie has had it's endless now at the same time she was a bit of an accessory for the ken dolls so she had a space outfit because ken was an astronaut she was a flight attendant because they came out with a Ken pilot. 
she was a nurse because <laughs> Ken came out as a doctor because they were like, well, of course Barbie's going to want a really smart, educated man who's well off. She Barbie would date a doctor, so she becomes a nurse. Um, but there was a quote from the creator, Ruth, which I really liked. And she said, I wasn't trying to change the world. I was trying to show the world as it is. At that time, there were no women doctors. Like, yeah. And that was an interview that she did later in life when she was older, but reflecting on it. And she was like, that – you got to give it to her when people kind of give that argument. It's like, that was the early 60s. She was already actually being quite progressive. And that is how the world was. So, yeah. So we'll go into yeah. the 70s. And they call that the sports era of Barbie. And that's when we get probably one of the most famous Barbies, Malibu Barbie. So Malibu Barbie comes out. And that's when we get the long, blonde, straight hair, the kind of sun-kissed skin, which in the 70s, a suntan was seen as a healthy and a healthy lifestyle because you're outdoors, you're active, and they didn't really know about like skin cancer yet and all the damaging effects, which I need to remind myself. I went to the tanning salon last week. It's fine. I'm just <laughs> trying to live my best Malibu Barbie life. Leave me alone. Um, but she gets a new face look. So the original Barbie had a side glance look, and they did change that. Um, 1971 is when the eyes changed from the sideways glance to the straight ahead glance. But Malibu Barbie was the second time that she got her facelift. So they changed her face there. And Malibu Barbie still is kind of around. It's a thing. Then 1977, we get Superstar Baby. She gets her third uh, facelift. And she comes out with bent arms. So this is more the glam thing. Charlie's Angels, Saturday Night Fever, that kind of over glamorized 70s. Barbie comes out with that. You know, she's trying to also keep up with the times of what's relevant so that she sells. In the 1980s, so this is where a really interesting story happened. So I was saying the VP of Girls Toys in Mattel was Judy Shackelford, a cutthroat awesome woman. She was just like, this is a game and we're going to win. So in 1980s, (laughs) they get a competitor, Gem Rockstar. She looks a lot like it was another kind of uh, doll who's going to be a rock star, but she wasn't out yet. So Judy creates what she called the Pink Beret squad on in Mattel and they were kind of like her secret agent detectives this that and they were like we have to crush this before it goes to market it was like whoever can beat to market that's who's gonna win so she said she gets a call one day and they're like all we know is Gem's a rock star and she goes I don't need anything else they're like yeah. do you that's all I can give you she's like great so she goes to her team normally it takes 18 months to develop one Barbie at this point and she goes and she goes we have to have a rock star Barbie it needs to come out like now so they do it in four months I mean they just okay. put everything into it and they beat Jem to the market and put out Rockstar. Now Jem comes out and she's like, it looks like they copied us and we yeah. now, outsold them. And- now, is that the same? I'm imagining it has to be. But Gem- is that the same Jem that became Jem in the holograms? I don't know. I saw that and I was like, is that Jem in the holograms? Because I, I just tried to Google it. And if you search Jem Rockstar doll, it just brings up Jem in the hologram dolls. So I'm curious. What, what might- year did you say it was? When this happened? Um, it was in the 80s. I actually don't know the exact. Then that may have that I may think have it been is. It. Here, yeah. I think the gem doll is Gem and the Holograms. Which then obviously they had their own success. Yeah, the, the series was a joint collaboration with Hasbro, Sunbow Productions, and Marvel Productions. The same team responsible for G.I. Joe and Transformers for the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Which I imagine... Hasbro being in there was because there was some intention of there being a doll available simultaneously. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Wow. I didn't. Who would I never would have guessed that Gem the Gem and the Holograms 
original intentions was essentially to be a rival to the Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. That's and they cool. would have, yeah, it's crazy because it's like there's so many times that Barbie almost like sales were dipping and we get into this more. It's just like all these times that I didn't know Barbie was struggling, but yeah, um, which goes into the 90s. So I think the end of the 80s, they kind of started having another dip. The 90s comes out. So they're like, we have to come up with something new, clever, this, that. And they come out with still the best selling Barbie, totally hair Barbie. And her hair was down to her ankles and crimped. And they were talking about how, like, it came with hair gel because it was really popular to put hair gel in your hair because it's the 90s. And they they had to rival, you know, the glam pop rock of the 80s now turned to grunge. The bright colors is now gray and darker. And so the 90s was kind of a difficult time. Um, and that's where Totally Hair Barbie came out. And I was like, oh, my God, I remember that Barbie. Um, 1992 is the fourth time Barbie goes under the knife and changes her face. And that's when her mouth, she had this kind of, like, cheeky smile and Bob Mackie was the one that's like can we close her lips for the love of God she looks crazy um so she gets the closed mouth and that comes out with Neptune Barbie which Neptune Barbie is stunning this is we start getting this like in the 90s early 2000s collection high fashion line of Barbie which I had a few and they're like these beautiful they were really expensive and the costumes that they had on were stunning which I believe was all Bob Mackie it would make sense because he's a costume designer um, they had a little controversy, though, when Teen Talk Barbie came out in the 90s. And Teen Talk Barbie said um, a few things. You'd press a button and she would be like, oh, my God, I love my hair. Oh, my God, whatever. And yeah. one of the things she said is, math class is tough. Ooh, oh, I remember. Know. Yeah. yeah big, I remember this controversy. <laughs> big backlash on this because they're obviously going forth with girls having difficulty in math and it's like not you know it's cool to not be able to keep up and all these things it was just like a big problem and especially in the 90s like we're now to full like feminism power going forward and and so they kind of had to the sales went down in the 90s they did whatever which is crazy i was like i was a child in the 90s and i'm pretty sure i alone solely would have kept barbie's sales yeah. high <laughs> i had a lot my favorite oh my god fao schwartz always had a barbie room and when you walked in it was like barbie everything and they had these tubes that ran all in the barbie room and they like had they were like bubble tubes and they were filled with barbie shoes the tiny little oh, Barbie crazy. shoes of bubbles and like, oh my God, it was my favorite. I love going to FAO shorts so I could go to the Barbie room. There's a big one in Vegas that I was like. Um, so the first time they actually get a true competitor. So we're now going into the early 2000s. And I remember when this happened, the Bratz doll comes out. Oh, and they I, took yeah, 40% I of, them as of fashion doll sales. But Huge. Yeah. They knocked Barbie on their ass. And they even came out with commercials. So Bratz dolls were seen for like the older girls and the cool. And Barbie was seen as like really young, this, that. But Barbie was also seen as old. Like there was a couple Bratz dolls cartoons and they almost made fun of Barbie. And like there's a clip where they like run her over on accident and she's like under the truck and they're like, it must be someone's grandma. And and it's like Dr. Barbie. Like, she's the more authoritative. Yeah. And so kids don't want that. Um, they also were ethnically ambiguous, which Barbie, at this point, had come out. There was – so backtracking a little bit. Um, in 1968, the Fair Housing Act comes out, which prohibits race discrimination in sales and rentals of housing. So at that point, Mattel introduces Christy, which was the first black doll. She technically wasn't a Barbie, but – we have the Christie doll. And in 1980, we get the first black Barbie. And the box said, she's black. She's beautiful. She's dynamite. <laughs> then 1980, they also produced the first Hispanic doll. But the black Barbie even still had Caucasian facial features. So it, yeah. they just kind of painted the white Barbie 
with dark they, skin. They put Barbie and in blackface. <laughs> they put Barbie in blackface. Yeah, let's be honest. Um, so 1990, they changed the features. Now, of course, they offer, you know, over 22 skin tones, uh, 94 hair colors, 13 eye colors, five different body types. They've really gotten woke with our times. But going forward, but even with all that, it still wasn't what Bratz dolls did as far as yeah. the, the ethnically diverse. Um, Mattel took Bratz to court. So the Bratz creator at MGA was an employee at Mattel at the time that he created them, but Bratz still won. And at this time, Judy Shackelford was not the VP anymore. And there's a quote of her being like, if me and my team were there when Bratz came out, she goes, Bratz never would have even made the shelf. Like she was that. And I love that. I was like, oh, that would have been, that's so, I love that energy she has brats kind of they came and went like i think they're still around but they they did have a really big peak in the early there 2000s, was a there was a point where they were i just think that they were terrifying looking i didn't like, like them talking I, about, like, I was always just such a barbie. barbie's proportions like the oh, well because they had like that facial big head proportions. look which yeah. you know what if you look at remember like the steve madden commercials the shoe commercials mm-hmm. and they had like the giant heads Bratz yeah. dolls basically was like that. It was just like really in. I don't know why. 2016 though, Barbie did have a huge comeback. Um, and that's when their variety of skin tone, body type, etc. came out. And that line was called the Fashionistas. And 2017, the sales slumped again. So I'm not really sure where Barbie's at right now. But yeah. I mean, I don't think it's ever going to die. Barbie's I don't think never you... going to die. Yeah, Barbie's not going like... away. And now they have a whole line of like movies. They did like the Barbie ballerina cool. movies. They had like the cartoon and... ones. Yeah, and I mean, we're going to go to a commercial break, but I'm pretty sure that this coming weekend, Barbie's probably going to get another resurgence. But we'll talk about that after this commercial break. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs... Talk about the blood splatter and, oh, the practical effects. Um, and also the male gaze. My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcast. All right, we're back. Gelsey, I... A straight man in his 30s cannot believe how excited I am for this Barbie movie that's well, coming out. Because let's start with any straight man wants to go see it because Margot Robbie is playing Barbie. And I'm pretty sure she's like the hottest woman alive. Like, I mean, yes, I but that's not why I wanted her, to. But... S- 
I think for me, it was when I saw it was Greta Gerwig. When I saw that she was the one directing, I'm like, ooh. And it's And then the trailers came out, and it's got, you know what it's giving me an energy of? Those Brady Bunch movies. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God, it totally is, where it's kind of like the tongue in cheek, like they're still sticking to it being what it is, but you're like, well, that's kind of, so it's Barbie's in Barbie's world, and she gets thrown into the real world, is kind of what the plot premise. And so it's going to be funny watching her be like, I'm Barbie and deal with this shit. (laughs) My friend, I'm still bitter about this. My friend Kara is a stunt woman and she was like, I'm working on the Barbie movie. And I was like, I'm so jealous. So she texts me from set and I was like, what are you doing on set? Like as a stunt person, sometimes you go and you like, don't know what stunt you're doing. It's weird. Yeah. But she texts me after she was in her trailer and she's like, so I just ran behind Margot Robbie while Will Ferrell chased us. And I was like, yep, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. She's doubling Skipper. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I'm so excited. I might be more excited to see that than Indiana Jones. Anyways, I can't fucking wait for the Barbie movie. I it's gonna be a good time. I'm gonna dress up. I'm gonna put my blonde wig on, my high pink heels. I want to live my best Barbie dream life. Like I'm still, I think, trying to chase the dream of my Barbie life. Yeah, you know? nice. And I'm not. Well, it's okay. I'm okay with that. Well. You know, I actually want to really, I want to know what people thought about the Barbie movie and where's the best place that they can tell us their thoughts this weekend. Yeah, let us know how you feel about the Barbie movie after you see it on Instagram. You can find us at beforemytime underscore podcast or on Facebook. Just type in before my time. We will pop up. Also, if you have a moment and you would love to leave us a review, that would be greatly appreciated and gets us in front of more listeners like yourself. Thanks for listening today and see you next time. Bye. Network.